everyone. Welcome back. It's another First Impressions podcast mini pod straight out of quarantine. <laughs> it's Maggie. And of course, the hostess with the most is Kristen. Hello. So we're back with another mini pod. And in case you didn't know who we are, First Impressions podcast is a podcast where we talk about our love for Jane Austen and give a big middle finger to all the haters. But today, Except we're not for talking today. about Jane Austen. We're off the rails. <laughs> Things are crazy. <laughs> We're all going stir crazy. Kristen and I just need human contact. So today we are not talking about something Austin related. We are talking about a recent release in the theaters and on home on demand. Kristen, what are we talking about? We are talking about Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Is that the title? Yes, that's right. Everyone's (laughs) favorite DC comic character, Harley, has her finally has her due with her own movie after the disappointing Suicide Squad, of which she was one of the only bright points, played by Margot Robbie. Uh, Let's see, what do I know about Harley Quinn to provide just a tiny bit of context? Harley Quinn was not an original character in the DC comic lineup. She was actually created for the Batman uh, cartoon that aired in the 1990s when Kristen and I, well, definitely me, uh, we're in middle school and high school. And I loved watching it. It was so great. So they invented this character, Harley Quinn, to kind of be Joker's girlfriend slash sidekick. And she was so popular that DC ended up adding her to the comic and giving her her own comic line, which has also been super popular. So Margot Robbie first portrayed her in Suicide Squad. And she was fan favorite in that as well. And so here we are, Birds of Prey. Kristen, what'd you think? I loved it. I didn't know what to expect. I wanted to see it in theaters, but I didn't make it there. I know, I know, it's that's bad. I didn't know what to expect at all. I didn't see Suicide Squad. And so, and I loved it. Actually, um, many people don't know this, Maggie, but um, Birds of Prey is a modernization of Mansfield Park. What? <laughs> Wait, let me check the calendar. It is April 7th, not April 1st. Kristen, are you okay? Cassandra is the Fanny Price, and Harley Quinn is the Mary Crawford, and Bruce okay, I adore is you, Edmund. But this is a read. No, this, I cannot <laughs> say this. But I anyway, no. over my head again. I loved it. I loved so many things about it. They did, fanta- I'm sure you're going to talk about this, they did a fantastic job with casting, with the diversity of the casting with the story and the sort of emotional journey that Har- Harleen Quinzel goes on. <laughs> and I loved the Mr. J, the, Mr. the J. accent. Mr. J, yeah, loved it. It's even in the original cartoon, her voice is hilarious. I think that Margot Robbie, she kind of pulls it back a little bit, but it's still really <laughs> good. She's got that accent. Yeah, and they didn't, hold back with color they didn't hold back with the sets you know the big fight scene at the booby trap haunted house so good. everything it was, was, so vis- good. was a, a visual track yeah oh for sure it's like an r-rated candy shop yes where there's a tracking shot that occurs um probably within the first 20 minutes when harley has first broken up with the joker and she's just kind of on a bender in a club and i read about how they did that when it it required like three or four camera passes where people just passed the camera from one to another 
So it was an actual continuous shot, even though time within the shot is kind of sped up and slowed down at certain points. It's just a technological feat. This film, I thought, captured everything that's great about Harley and got rid of everything that was problematic about Suicide Squad, mainly the male gazy grossness of the way her body was portrayed. But this movie had a female director... Um, I think it had female producers, obviously strong female cast, and it was just fantastic. I thought that all the characters felt hilariously real in a way. I mean, it was mm-hmm. heightened reality, um, but everybody got their due. Even, what was it, Montoya, the name of the cop, um, had some like great laugh lines. Rosie Perez, oh my gosh, Kim, I haven't seen her. I'm, she's been on Broadway and doing stuff like that, but I haven't seen her in a film in a while, and I was so happy to see her again. She's so great. She's a great straight man, and then she's wearing that T-shirt, which I don't know if I should spoil for people who haven't seen the movie. Yeah, let's let's try not to spoil too much, but yes. I don't know. It was great. There's a particular extended sequence with an egg sandwich about where it's oh just God. filmed like porn, and so now I'm like, I want that egg sandwich. <gasps> I wanted that sandwich so bad, and what happened hurt my soul, my very soul. You'll just have to watch it, you guys. But (laughs) it was so every character had a great moment. I thought the villain was really affected, effective, played by Ewan McGregor in a particularly unhinged but really fun and still scary performance. It's a really hard line to walk with that character. Wow. I didn't know he was in this movie and I was watching the movie and because of his mannerisms and his like portrayal and everything, I was staring at him and I finally was like, is that Ewan McGregor? Yeah. And Kevin, Kevin was like, you may know him as Frank Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Kristen. You are no longer allowed to host this podcast. Are you serious? Okay. Um, no, See, I, I, I think it was almost, if he had that like kind of Moulin Rougey insanity that Baz Luhrmann oh had with him. Yes. And by the way, this, now he has been in two different movies where a woman performs diamonds are a girl's best friend. I think on that too. I thought that was so fun. I expected him to start. I mean, he sung in like all these other movies. I thought for sure he was going to start doing songs. Uh, singing. He sings with his teeth a lot. I don't know if I even know. <laughs> yeah, I think the stakes were high in this. It was creepy and there was like enough misogyny to be like, yep, this is how that would go. But also like the ladies kind of get their own in the end. And it was just overall super satisfying and great soundtrack, amazing costumes. Yeah, just a fun, I mean, was were you thinking you wanted to talk about it as just like a fun confection or was there something deeper that you really wanted to delve into? I think it is a fun confection. I'm sure you could delve into the thematic, uh, thematic themes. What the hell? I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, you could delve into the themes, especially like I was saying, the misogyny and women you know, in how women are treated in the world and in their workplaces, even though some of these workplaces are a little crazy and not, (laughs) not realistic, not realistic, but it was just a celebration of Harley Quinn as a character. And honestly, a lot of these uh, characters like Huntress, um, a lot of these kind of classic DC characters, and it doesn't take itself seriously. There's a lot of jokes especially with the huntress where she's like, they call me (laughs) and she's practicing how she's going to say her little catchphrase. (laughs) 
there, it's super dark. Like there's mass murder and torture and things like that, but they still have jokes. A lot of the women in this movie move in, sort of come into their own career-wise or confidence-wise or whatever with them being emotionally uh, like subjugated or pushed aside. Yeah. And by the end, they've become self-actualized and they're doing what they want to do. They've joined, you know, some of them have joined forces and uh, Harley Quinn, as it says in the title, has been in a way emancipated from... And, you know, the other powerful thing is that while the Joker was constantly referenced because this is Harley Quinn's sort of, you know, context that she's trapped in, he never appears. Thank God, because right? also Jared Leto as the Joker in Suicide Squad was not good. Oh, no. <laughs> it was... I... It, it works very well not having him appear, but I think that decision was probably made when they were like, this is a part of that which did not work. So let's... I don't know if you want to watch Suicide Squad, Kristen. It's a hot mess. I um, heard it was a hot mess. I own it because <laughs> I watched it at one of my birthday parties with a bunch of my friends when I was drunk. I don't know. Oh. Like, it's one of those movies where if it's on TV or whatever, I watch it, but it's not good. <laughs> um, and the, th- the few things that are good in it are Will Smith and Margot Robbie as their characters respectively, but it's a hot mess. I, you don't need to watch it to watch the, to watch birds of prey. So if you haven't seen it, don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> no, birds of prey stands on its own, but why is it called birds of prey? It, I mean, I know why at the end so they explain that, it. Right. That is a reference to, from the comics, a group of the, the ladies that get together. In fact, let me Google it. Cause I know enough about the, the stuff about, Harley Quinn, I was saying. I just kind of knew. But let me go to Wikipedia. I'm pretty sure that... So, you know, comics team up groups all the time. Yeah. DC Comics series of the same name. Okay. So, Birds of Prey is the name of a superhero team featured in several American comic book series published by DC Comics. The book's premise originated as a partnership between Black Canary and Barbara Gordon, who'd adopted the codename Oracle but was expanded to include additional superheroines. So it's kind of like the Justice League or the Avengers, but it was made up of all um, DC women and I would say kind of second tier level heroes. So it's not going to be like Wonder Woman, right? Oh, sure. She's in the Justice League. It's um, Oracle was not in this movie, Oracle is very cool. She is played by Barbara Gordon, who is the daughter of Chief Gordon in the Batman comics. And she actually is um, in a wheelchair. She is a disabled character, but she's like the eye in the sky for other characters. Like she's the the computer whiz to Professor X. Yeah. Feeds them all their information. Um, But she's she's very cool. But basically it's called Birds of Prey because Black Canary and Oracle, it was kind of like birds oh sure explain something else to me real quick though so there's mutants in the dc comics world uh yeah so that is something i think that the movies have done so in because they're trying to so x-men is a marvel property right so some of your marvel characters have powers like 
Thor because he's an alien or the Hulk because of the gamma radiation. But you also have all the mutants from X-Men. I think calling powers by saying it's a mutation is something that kind of the DC movies have started doing. What's the reference in Birds of Prey to that, by the way? I don't remember it. There isn't. I was just shocked that Black Canary had like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but she has a power. And I just thought that we were in like the Batman world where everybody's just a badass. You know what I mean? And no, like, well, some people in DC just have powers. I see. So, so that, that technically we would say that it was like a mutation. <laughs> so, but I don't think that they use the word. No, mutants. they didn't use the word yeah, mutation. They just, some people just have powers. Can I tell you something else that example. I really liked about the movie? While there were these sort of emotional touchstone moments, they did not make it over the top maudlin, like mawkishly emotional. Oh, like they didn't sure. have this movie move this moment where it's like, I've learned so much and now I've changed, you know, like yeah. they just I've had this moment. How, I've learned how to love and care for other people. Oh, yeah, that's right. Women and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They I feel self-actualized. Exactly. <laughs> no, they, 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 they do come into their own, but there's no like this one moment that we're supposed to get it. And you're like, okay, I get it. You know, it was just like, let's go for tacos. Yeah. <laughs> and know? let's get tacos and margaritas at seven in the morning. And this is how we cement our friend. I just, I don't know. I thought it was so good. Um, what is the, there's at the, at the end, there's a scene where someone, oh, I don't want to give it away. So I well, you can edit this Kristen, but I was just going to say, I love the part where she's talking to Huntress and she's like, it's so cool that you did that. And then Huntress, who's so socially awkward, is like, yeah, it's cool how you fight in those tight pants. Because she can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I don't know. It was just really good. Uh, yeah. Highly recommend this film. It is R-rated, so not for the kiddies. And it does have dark themes and scenes of torture and violence. But it's also just really fun. Yeah. When she, there's a, there are colorful explosions. And there's a gun called the fun gun that shoots glitter. And, I mean, it's, like, fun. It's just like you're having fun the whole time. Yeah. I, we talked about, well, I talked about how the villain's a difficult line to cross. Uh, tread. Harley is a difficult character as well because she is a villain. Yes. She's not a good person. Like, she does kill people in this. And she even kills a guy and feeds him to her, her pet, <laughs> Hyena, which is pretty dark. But you notice when she goes into the police station and is effing them up, it's non-lethal force. Yeah. So they're clearly drawing a distinction. Like, she will kill other bad people, but she's not going to, like, shoot up a bunch of cops. Yeah, yeah. You we can't have, have to. Your audience yeah. can't hate Harley Quinn, basically. Right. No, and she's the main character. <laughs> yeah. And apparently Margot Robbie did almost all of her own stunts as well, which I, those fight scenes were super impressive. That. The fight scenes were great. Like, I can appreciate a good, well-choreographed fight scene. I mean, like, The Rise of Skywalker, the movie everybody hates, I was just, like, my mind was just blown by how awesome the fight scenes are. I'm like, nerds everywhere will love this. <laughs> I don't did you, I can't, you might have even shared it with me, but you saw the the clip where they took the last Star Wars movie, the fight scene, and they put it to I Need a Hero, right? Yes, with Adam Driver, and it's That's just so him. Good. 
fighting with the <laughs> lightsaber so to I need a hero. It was viscerally good. Like I was like all into it. I was like, yes, I need a hero. I need this man to be my hero. Yes, I. you shared it and then I shared it widely. I was like, this changed me and I didn't even know this is what I needed. It was so funny. Um, made me like the movie better. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, me, made me want to watch the movie again. Okay. But anyway, but, uh, I know. Oh, go ahead. Wrapping up the mini pod, Birds of Prey. Watch it. It's available on on demand because it was released, I think, in February. It did. I mean, people kept t- calling it a flop. It was not a flop. It made its money and then some. And that was only its domestic take. Because of the coronavirus, however, I don't know if it opened fully overseas, which is where a lot of movies make their money. So the point is they released it immediately on on demand once everyone became quarantined, probably to make um, some extra money on it. And so you can watch it now on your TV as a rental. And I highly recommend it. Yes, it was good, clean fun. Well, (laughs) if it's clean fun, (laughs) it was good fun. Definitely good fun. So two thumbs up from these two amateur reviewers. Indeed. Okay, how do we finish a mini pod, Kristen? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, how do we finish a mini pod, Maggie? Should we still <laughs> say our tagline or should we come up with something new? Uh, catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put, can you please leave in this entire awkward exchange? Okay. <laughs> All right. Everyone, just like last time, we hope that you stay safe. We hope that you stay healthy. We hope that your whole family is okay. Uh, we're going to keep doing these little mini pods, some Austin related, some not, just to, you know, distraction. We need it. Thank you for your indulgence as we talk about something non Austin related. And, um, yeah, I guess we can say we have bored you long enough. No, we're not ending like that. Okay, (laughs) you go then. We have delighted you long enough. (laughs) Bye. Bye.